Hey there, it's your lady, your girl, Naja Mawasi. Today, I will um, introduce my very, very first guest. I am very pleased to have Trenise Hall on Experience Me. She's originally from Connecticut, but now she lives in Massachusetts. So I am very familiar with some of Trenise's experiences, but today I will have the opportunity right along with you to hear some of her other experiences for the very first time. So I'm going to give her a call right now. Hey, Sari, call Trenise Hall. Calling Trenise Hall, mobile. Thank you, Sari. Hey. Hi, Trenise. Hey, how what, are you? What's good, girl? What's going on? What's cracking? <laughs> nothing much, nothing much. Just enjoying the night. Okay, did I interrupt you? What are you doing? No, you didn't interrupt me. I'm just sitting here in my bedroom, actually. You chilling? I'm not doing anything in particular. Just chilling, yeah. Just right. chilling. You, you ready for this? You ready for this, Miss Trinise Hall? I'm as ready as I can be. Um, <laughs> okay. A <laughs> little nervous, but, you know, it is what it is. Let's so, go. Let's go. Um, <laughs> so I'd like to introduce you. Um, this is Miss Trenise Hall. Again, she's from Connecticut and she moved to Boston in 2015. Uh, Trenise Hall is a lady friend of mine and, um, she, <laughs> I invited her on to this podcast experience me, um, so that she can share some of her experiences. She's very well verse on a lot of different subjects so I think that you'll enjoy what she has to say and what we have to say actually because you know I'm gonna put my two cents in or give my opinion or share some kind of experience so um yeah so Trinise tell us a little bit about yourself yeah like you said I'm from Connecticut originally um, I grew up in Hartford um, Connecticut if anyone knows about Hartford that Hartford area um, it's a little rough but uh, um, as, my, as in my adult life I went to school in uh, North Carolina for a little while and then um, came back out to Connecticut um, and uh, went back to school and graduated from Springfield College um, I have two kids 16 and uh, a soon-to-be five-year-old and um, a wonderful husband and um, currently right now I'm working in the uh, recovery field of uh, mental health field um, with substance abuse um, and mental illness um, and uh, on the side I freelance for a newspaper called Bulletin Newspapers in Boston. They run about four papers, um, the High Park Bulletin, Norwood Record, um, uh, West Roxbury, Rosendale Bulletin, and the Boston Bulletin. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that is so sweet. So give us the backstory. What, um, what led you to those newspapers? Well, um, I when I moved out to Boston, um, when I when I decided, or when my husband and I decided that we were getting serious about our relationship, I decided to relocate to Boston. Um, I was looking for a job um, in um, you know uh, apartment management, which is my background. Um, in Connecticut, I was a property administrator for um, a very um, known uh, um, 
apartment rental company. And um, I was looking to get involved back into that. But things didn't work out that way. I ended up finding a job with uh, the Boston newspapers um, by chance, actually. My resume was out there. They saw my resume online and gave me a call. And I didn't really have much experience with uh, journalism other than, you know, taking literary classes in college and studying literature in college. Um, So it wasn't on my radar per se. Um, So I started off as a manager, an office manager for the newspaper. And then um, talking with the lead uh, reporter um, at the paper, um, you know, he liked, you know, my conversation. He, you know, liked what I had to say and thought that I would, you know, do good at writing. Um, And he basically gave me a chance and that's how I got involved with it. <laughs> wow. Don't you love that when people just give you a chance because they believe in you and they're not, you know, intimidated by you or jealous or trying to, you know, move forward um, ahead of no, you? It's very refreshing, especially when it's coming from, you know, another cultural background. Um, you know, I, I, I really felt blessed in that moment um, mm-hmm. for someone to recognize something in me that I didn't necessarily see in myself um, and give me that chance. And, you know, we need more of that, you know. But, yeah, I'm I'm blessed. I I was blessed to have that opportunity. I was blessed to, you know, um, have that chance to uh, showcase something that I didn't even know that I was good at, you know. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, shout out to you. That's dope. So I cannot neglect the fact that you try to wiggle out of this podcast and have a conversation with me because of your fear, your intimidation of the mic, the phone or, you know, um, expressing yourself on a podcast. What's that about? I do have a fear. You know, my husband, you know, he's been trying to get me to talk on a podcast for a while. Um, He even bought the equipment for me. I'm trying to motivate me to do a podcast. Uh, we even came up with a name and copy, um, got a copy written and everything and just didn't follow through with it. Mm-hmm. I just, it's just something about the, um, how can I say it? Like how far it reaches, you know, the amount of, it's like a Twitter, like almost, you know, the amount of individuals that um, who would hear the podcast um, and the amount of individuals who will have an opinion about what's being said. I guess I'm worrying about the wrong things, I guess. Um, worrying about if I'm going to say the wrong things, if I'm going to, am I going to rub someone the wrong way? Or, um, you know, I'm still trying to get used to um, the new uh, gender, the gender norms, you know, with, you know, pronouns and such. So, you know, mm-hmm. at my job, recovery, that's very, very important because you get many people from different walks of life who you know need help uh, with substance abuse so you have to be really careful and so, respectful so you just said something that um made me think do you think um part of that fear is because of your job and trying to be proper with um, making sure you say you know the right gender or just the right statement in general Absolutely, absolutely. Because my whole life, um, for the past couple of years now, have been um, about substance abuse and mental health and helping those in need. You know, I've kind of like submerged my whole um, career um, in that, you know, in that path. So um, I just want to make sure I'm not offending anyone, but at the same time, I want to be 
raw and provide my absolute genuine opinion at the same time as well. You know, I do have strong opinions about some things um, and I do, you know, I want to share them. Um, but at the same time, you know, I fear of offending and I fear of, you know, um, you know, making the company I work for look bad. <laughs> uh, and I, well, you're doing amazing right now, so you're good. I, I have no doubt about you. Sometimes we have a fear within ourselves that um, that's challenging and we hear ourselves differently than other people hear us. So what I'm telling you is, is that you sound fine. <laughs> and you're very well educated and adverse. So we're going to jump into uh, some different conversations with you and um, just dig into your brain a little bit and you can share us some experiences. Now, you have a really great experience with your husband and how you met. Can you oh can you share that? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, you know, uh, Dan and I, my husband's name is Dan. Um, we have a really interesting history. Um, we met in a very unorthodox way. <laughs> um, nothing traditional about the way we met. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a lot older than my husband. My husband's 33. I'm 41 as of April 10th. Um, Ooh. so we have a age gap. <laughs> I want to um, hear the gory details of that one. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean, it's gory details for sure. Um, I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, I, I met Dan on a, in a roast group. So, you know, Facebook has these groups on their platform, you know, so it can vary from like, you know, anything from Beyonce, a Beyonce fan group to a roast group where um, a group of people come together and just like, you know, crack jokes or, you know, like, you know, tell jokes about one another. Oh, and I, I, I would to- love that. I love telling jokes. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I got on Uncle Tools. Yes, I said <laughs> Uncle Tools. <laughs> Go ahead. Absolutely. So yeah, it was. We we got dropped into one of those groups together, and um, it wasn't. At first, it was fun and games, but the group became really kind of like dark because a lot of people's lives started to be affected um, in reality, if you mm-hmm. will. So that's why to this day I say. You know, social media is real. Like it's it's real. It, it can Absolutely. really affect. Life. So, like you know, we met in these groups, and you know, at the time, Dan was uh, engaged to be married uh, with a young lady from um, Boston or from Massachusetts. You stole and, the man. Uh, I didn't steal him. No, no, no. Let me. Okay. I didn't steal him. No, he was engaged to be married. And um, at the time, we weren't on each other's radar. I was just another person in the group that he just interacted with, like everyone else. Mm-hmm. But this particular time, um, you know, um, we started to, like, talk a lot in the group. I used to give him advice because he was going through things with his ex fiance And, um, you know, we became friends. Um, nothing romantic at the time. And then he broke up with his fiance. It was really, really horrible. I'm not going to get into that because it's not my story to tell. But he ended up breaking it off with his fiance. And then I ended up having to ha- go to Boston with someone from the group that he was friends with as a friend. So I went to Boston to meet up with a friend from the group and we bumped into dance. 
And when we saw each other, I was like, oh, wow, he's he looks great. Like, he's good looking <laughs> in person. Our first time seeing him, I just talked to him in a group or whatever. And then after that, he was like, Did, wait, wait, wait. Did you like, were you interested in him in the group when you were in the group? In the group, no. We weren't interested in each other at that time until we saw each other in Boston. Okay. So when we finally laid eyes on each other for the first time and met in person, after that, things changed. His conversations in the in our chat became more um, romantic in nature, like he was interested. And, as you know, I have I had a child. You know, Danny was 22, 23 when I met him. I was almost 30, 30 years old. At the time, I had I had my uh, first son at the age of 24. So when I, you know, got to know him and found out how old he was, I wasn't feeling that. I was like, no, like, they're, like, my nephew's age. Like, I can't do that. Like, you know, I wasn't. <laughs> she interested. said so, her nephew. <laughs> yeah, I have a nephew. Come my here, sister, son. My sister <laughs> older than my husband. So it was like, that's like, a, I had to make a mental leap. Like, and at the same time, too, I wanted to not be selfish. Like, you know. At that age, at that age in my life, and and in that particular juncture in my life, I wasn't mentally and financially stable to where I felt like being in a relationship with someone was the right thing to do. And and at the same time, him being so young, I wasn't trying to rob him of you know the opportunity for him to enjoy his life. He was in the military, you know what I mean. He was young, you know, and you know he was great looking, and then here I am. 30 years old, was a child, and he's interested in me. I didn't want to rob him of what I felt would be, you know, you know, the opportunity for him to enjoy the world and not worry about being tied down to someone who has a kid. So I was, I wasn't, the decision wasn't like I was. that too. Right. It was more like I was trying to protect him. Like, you know, like you don't want to date me. Like I'm not where I need to be at in life and, you know, you like what you see, but, like, you're not going to like what you see at the time. Like, I wasn't at that—I wasn't ready for that. Okay. But um, he was persistent, and over time, you know— Because because they, of his age, you weren't ready? No, because of his age, I wasn't ready to, like, walk down that path. Because I felt like—and the things that were going on in the group that we were in, too, like, he was, like, messing around with other women in the group that we were in. The <laughs> of course group. he was. And, and when I say it's a roast group, like, this group was notorious. Like, they would do things, like, when they found out that Danny and I were messing around, mm-hmm. they would do, like, take up. So, we used to, like, <laughs> so Dan used to, like, share pictures of, like, you know, himself and, like, his boxers or whatever. Um, you know, he has a nice physique. You know, he's a military man. He's chiseled. So, like, the girls that he was talking to would take that picture, create a new group, and drop me in it to, like, thrash me, like, it makes me feel some kind of way that, you know, mm. Danny is sharing with them. So mm. Danny wasn't ready to be settling down. He was having fun, like, you know what I mean? So, like, I didn't want to get hurt. As, as he should have, but, yeah. And exactly, exactly, as he should have. He was 23, 22 years old. Like, here, like, like I said, like, who am I to be like, no, you're going to just pay attention to me and, you know, wipe me down. Like, I, it was just real selfish for me to think that way. So I kind of, like, gave him the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. And so, like, um, we really got serious, and I really started to, like, travel out there a lot, and we would see each other a lot. And um, I thought that he was, like, 
coming around to like being mature and like he was showing like he was really really interested in being with me so I thought um until one day I visited him he went to go see Mighty Mystic it's a um Jamaican performer at um at a, a Hard Rock Cafe in Boston as a date and it was a wonderful night oh my goodness I will never forget that night but in the morning um we were on Facebook again because our whole life started on social media. In the morning, you know, we woke up and I saw this post that he posted and this young lady commented on the post. But the way she commented made me feel like that's his girlfriend. Like, I know that's his girlfriend. And I'm laid up next to him naked. Uh-oh. Like, I'm <laughs> having a great night. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was wonderful. Were <laughs> you jealous, up- though? It wasn't that I was jealous. I was concerned. So, like, it was more okay. like I woke up in his arms you know we're on facebook with each other because again our whole life was surrounded by this group that mm-hmm. we're in so we're in the group like licking and, and good giggling and kikiing in the morning and then i see this post and i'm more like okay what's going on because like i thought that you said you didn't have a girlfriend and i thought that you know you were going to try to like work things out with me like see where things go with me type of thing so when i seen the post i was just like you know i, I held up my phone next to him while i was in his arms i was like what's this and he told me some old backwards, like, explanations that I knew was a lie. But, like, you know, I just didn't want to entertain it and ruin the moment. So I kind of, like, let it go. Didn't think about it again. He said what he said. That was it. So late, we started to get ready. I was taking the Greyhound home because I took the Greyhound there. So mm-hmm. uh, we were on our way to, for him to drop me off at the state bus station. And he was quiet. Something was different. And his phone was ringing off the hook. And he wasn't answering the phone calls. But he was not giving me the same energy he he normally gives me, so I knew something was really wrong. So when we get to the Union Station, oh, I think we lost Trinice. Hello. Oh, there she is. Okay, I'm like we just lost Trinice. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I, that, I something was wrong with the phone. But anyway, continue. I'm sorry. What did, what, did, what did you last hear? What was the last thing you heard? Um, well, you were a little bit past um, that where you were concerned. I don't remember the exact point where you were at. Yeah, so I was concerned. Um, you know, we were, because everything that we've, like, kind of, like, built to to that point and the conversations that we had, he made me feel like, you know, he didn't have a girlfriend and things like that, but the post just made me feel like eerie. Like I, I, this doesn't seem right, but I let it go. I didn't stress it. You know, I didn't want to ruin the moment, you know, sort of speak. So I kind of like put it in the back of my mind. It was like, we can deal with it at another time. But, I, I, you know, unbeknownst to me, Denny was dealing with it in real time at that moment. And I didn't know because of course, like this is happening on his phone. So when it was time to drop me off at the bus station, you know, Danny was, like, distant. He wasn't talking to me. He wasn't, like, really, like, himself. So I, I felt in my gut something was genuinely wrong. And then, like, when we got to the bus station, I went to go try to give him a hug and a kiss goodbye. He wasn't feeling it. Like, you know, it wasn't working. And that's when I found out that the girl found out that I was in Boston. And she was, like, you know, bugging out. And I just wanted to get back home to Connecticut. Mm. And... Um, you know, Danny at that point broke it off with me. He told me that, you know, because he's been with her and has established a relationship with her, 
that he was going to try to work things out with her, which would mean that he couldn't see me anymore. So we didn't speak for like six months after that. Like I went home on the Greyhound and I was crying. I had to like muster up the strength to be a mom because you know, what my my what I got going on in my personal life don't got nothing to do with my child. I still have to be strong for my kid, you know. But that was like really really hard moment in my life. <laughs> oh, girl, I'm I'm feeling it right now, so I get it. Yeah, I understand. It was hard. It was hard. And then you know, even even when he made that decision for the next couple of weeks, like it was, I had to end up blocking him because he wouldn't stop calling me. He was extremely apologetic, but still was kind of like set that I'm going to work things out with this girl, but he's still trying to like remain connected with me. So at, at that moment, maybe like three weeks into it, I ended up blocking him on all social media on, on everything that I can think of and even his phone. So like I was at the time then, like, you know, I was like, okay, maybe I should get back into dating. And the online thing seemed to be like working for me. So I decided to get back out there and try to date by online dating again. And I ended up meeting a guy named Jimmy online. (laughs) (laughs) And um, me and Jimmy hit it off. You know, I thought, you know, he was telling the truth about who he was. But apparently after talking to Jimmy for about two months. (laughs) She said talking to Jimmy. (laughs) Yeah, it was was Dan. It was Dan the entire time. (laughs) Um, He ended up, so this guy Jimmy ended up popping up in a group one day. started flirting with me. I started flirting with him back, of course. Wait, who was it? It was Dan the entire time. No, sir. He made up a fake profile, asked the person who moderates the group if he can be put in a fake profile so he can interact with me again. Yo, that's dope. (laughs) That means he he really loved you, girl. Girl. And the crazy thing about that, he's away. Like, he's away on training because, you know, he's in the military. So he's on drill. Like, he's in training. And he's, like, talking to me on the social media platform. At the time, I didn't know it was him. I'm thinking it was a completely new guy I'm trying to get to know. And, mm-hmm. like, it's something, what what made me figure it was Dan, I forgot what he said, but I knew it was a word only Dan says. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, say that again? And he said it again, and I was like, wait a minute. Like, I need you to send me a picture of yourself standing next to a calendar or a clock, like, something, like, right now, because... I'm feeling like you're not who you say you are. And after like resistance for a while, Danny finally, you know, inboxed me and was like, it's me, it's Dan. And he was, he apologized and I was like mortified and angry and upset and hurt. <laughs> you know, he Yo, was that's like, so I'm beautiful. And he was like, when I get back from training, I'm coming straight to your house. I promise. And at the time I had a townhouse at the apartment complex I worked for it. So I can see my townhouse from my office. So like, I'm like, whatever, dude, like whatever. So like six weeks later, you know, I'm in my office, I'm packing up to get ready to walk to my my apartment because it's like right over the grassy knoll. I can see it right from my office. And I'm looking like, damn, there's somebody in uniform standing on my porch. <laughs> and it was Dan. And then here we are. I'm married to him. <laughs> oh my God. And how long, that is so beautiful. Let me just say that first. I'm like smiling from ear to ear. That's amazing. So how do you feel now being married? How long have you been married? So we got married in 2017. I think it was because we had King in 2018. Yep. We had, we got married in 2017, December 22nd. Okay. And what are the names of your children? 
I know you said um, King. I know I talked to King. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, our four-year-old together. And then I have my 16-year-old from my previous relationship. His name is Noah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, how... Uh, go ahead. No, I was like, yeah, Noah and King. <laughs> okay. So how is marriage life now um, several years in? You know, I <laughs> tell the truth. I love, I, I'm gonna be honest. You know, we've had our challenges more or less. It, it's more on blending our mm-hmm. family. It's okay. not the aspect. It's more like my 16 year old. So it was it was difficult for him to mm. talk to Dan. You know, like he had high hopes for his dad and um, our relationship to somehow, you know, work. Mm. Children, you know, they want their parents to be together. You know, it's such a raw emotion. Like I totally understand it. You know what I mean? So it was a, it was a little difficult to make that transition. Like when I decided that I was going to uproot my life from Connecticut and make the leap and move out to Boston, I wanted my son to come with me, but Noah did not want to come with me. Um, and his father at the time was like, you know, if you know Noah doesn't want to go, like you know, he can stay with me until he's ready. You know, um, so, you know, I made a decision to listen to my my child and uh, respect his feelings and wishes. And he stayed with his father for the first two years uh, before I moved out to Boston. Um, So he stayed with his father the first two years when I moved out to Boston, excuse me. And then when um, like right before COVID hit, um, that's when Noah moved to Boston with us. Um, and it's still, it, 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 he's still acclimating. I'm not even going to lie. He's still acclimating. Mm. Um, him and Danny and his relationship has gotten a lot better, but you know, my son still struggles with, you know, having another man tell him what to do. That's not his dad following instructions from Dan, like taking instruction from Dan. I think that also, um, in my opinion, some, in my opinion, I strongly believe the age also is a factor for my 16-year-old. Like, he feels like, you know, my 16-year-old is, like, six feet, you know, and, and he towers over everybody. Danny is, you know, just at six feet as well. But, you know, and, and, and Noah, my son, he thinks that, you know, he he's, can't do no wrong. He's aggressive and, you know, he doesn't like being told what to do. He wants to beat to his own drum and Dan, you know, he's militant and he's about following rules and, and being respectful. And that's hard for my son to take that command from him, I mm. feel. So it's been a struggle in that aspect. Um, but, you know, no, I, I, get it. Have, I respect Dan because he is so patient and I have worried. I've had nightmares that he's going to leave me because of the struggles that it's been trying to, um, you know, acclimate my son to, to to Dan and to, you know, this new life he has where he has two fathers now. He has mm. that father and real father, you know what I mean? So, like, it's been difficult transition from my 16-year-old um, to acclimate to Dan. Um, but, mm. you know, we, we're working on it. It gets better every day. Absolutely, um, so. absolutely. I would say that that would, that would be the, the biggest struggle that I'm experiencing in our marriage. Other than that, everything's wonderful. Um, we are trying for a new, uh, another child. Um, Yay. I'm uh, actually, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. 
No, I just, I know, I think I know where you're going and I, I actually have to wrap up now. We're going to wrap up the show, Um, but we're going to come back. We're going to have Trenise Hall back on the show. Um, Very, very interesting. Thank you so much, Trenise, for sharing all that personal information, but it's actually going to get a little bit more personal because you want, what do you want to share? Let us know real quick. yeah, I want to share, you know, um, my IVF journey um, okay. that I'm going through right now um, and just, you know, how that all looks, you know, my, the dynamics of my life, you know, and my relationship as an older woman with a younger man and trying to blend our family yes, together. Yes, let's get into it, girl. <laughs> Next podcast, Trinice Hall is coming back. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. We will come back and we actually got to talk about D.C., my move to D.C. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. I would love to next podcast we're going to come back and we're going to talk about that thank right. you for listening to experience me Trenise Hall thank you for being with me and being so personable um, about your experiences and, and sharing them so well so thank you you're welcome thank you so much for having me <laughs> okay thank you Trenise alright